are young and pruned welcome to old and dusty i'm anthony i'm ashley and we're siblings uh we watch shows from our childhood and we talk about them um if you are new thanks if you are returning thanks if you're leaving (laughs) thanks if you're going thanks if you're coming thanks uh if you're you thanks um (laughs) This week we watched Hey Arnold, um, and I will read a, a short description, uh, and then we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about the segments of the episode. We're going to talk about our lives. Um, we're going to talk about the young and the restless. We won't actually. Um, I've never seen that before. Me neither. But um, you know, sometimes we are both young, and sometimes we are both restless. You know. Um, so we watched season one, episode 10 of Hey Arnold and Hey Arnold is described as the everyday life of Arnold, a fourth grader in a nameless city that resembles Brooklyn, New York, who lives in a multiracial boarding house with his grandparents and a motley assortment of friends and neighbors. So Hey Arnold ran for five seasons, uh, in the U S from 1996 to 2004. Um, and our episode in particular aired, uh, in November, 1996. Um, and the description for this is quite simple. It is the borders are all suspicious of the mysterious Mr. Smith who lives behind door 16. Oscar Kokoschka moves in with Arnold when his wife Susie throws him out of their apartment following another fight. Um, so they, it's wild that, you know, you could, you could distill it down to one sentence. The first sentence is about the first segment uh, within the episode. And then the second sentence is about the second segment. Um, and I was listening back to our podcast because we release it on Tuesdays at 6 a.m. to all podcast services. And we have it uh, streaming on Lower Grand Radio, uh, which is an online radio station um, at on Saturdays at 10. This is on Pacific time, 10 p.m. specifically. And I was listening back this morning and I was like, I was skipping through it to like put a preview on my Instagram for people to listen. I was like, I talk a lot. And... <laughs> And to be fair, it's it's our podcast, so I'm allowed to talk a lot, you know. Um, but I feel like when we're talking, I don't feel like I talk that much. I feel like I hear you fairly often. But as I was skipping through, I was like, 15 seconds, 15 seconds. It was just all me. And so I, <laughs> I have thoughts, but we're going to start with you because my sister, we, um, uh, <laughs> I, I just was like, this is a lot. It reminded me of... It reminded me, I, I don't identify as a man, but it reminded me of like men with podcasts and they're like, and so, and then, uh, and the girl and the female and the, <laughs> it just it was like, whoop, 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 whoop. Um, so I'll let my sister who, uh, as of two days ago, yesterday, no, as of yesterday is now 30, yeah. 31 years old. Um, I will let my younger, uh, but not little, uh, I used to call her my little little sister um, when the age difference was bigger. But my, I'll let my younger, but basically same age sister, because I'm 32, be 33 in August. I mean, I'm okay with being called little sister. That doesn't bother me at all. At all. 
not at all. No. Um, okay, so little and younger and lovely sister. Oh, uh, lovely. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I gave the one sentence official description, but do you want to describe uh, either episode, both episodes? What you want to add? Do you want to just go straight into it? Let's talk. <laughs> I'm done. I feel like we have um, a half-ass format, so I think we'll just stick with that. Yeah. Uh, so I'll go ahead and describe the first segment. Okay. And the first segment, as was told in the sentence long description, mm-hmm. is there's this neighbor, his name is Mr. Smith. And the episode opens up with um, Arnold going up to uh, grab Mr. Smith's, um, what do you call it? Dry cleaning. Mm-hmm. And he has to go through this hallway. And then he goes, the whole time he's going down the hallway, there's a camera that's scrolling around that's looking at him. And he walks up to the door and on the side of the door, this secret chamber opens for Arnold to put the dry cleaning onto. And then it goes back in and it's basically like some uh, mission and pop possible secret service, some spy shit basically going down. Mm-hmm. So uh, basically what happens is uh, he gets a package, the Mr. Smith, and this guy is like, hey, I have a package for Mr. Smith. Only his hands can touch it. Can I trust you with it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And because his neighbors are nosy as fuck, they want to rip this package open and figure out what the hell he got. Mm-hmm. So then the episode is basically Arnold running around away from his neighbor's trying to get them to not open the box and eventually you know uh meeting up with his friend gerald and uh trying to find mr smith because he wasn't in the apartment at the time trying to find it so they could hand deliver it to him and they couldn't find him uh it it gets real ridiculous at one point mr smith gets on a helicopter and rides off when they're trying to give him this package Mm-hmm, so they mm-hmm. go back and they're like oh yeah no one's gonna trip about it they're all asleep tell me why they walk in and arnold's uh grandparents are tied up and gagged mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the kitchen mm-hmm. and these neighbors lose their lose their shit rip the package away from him and literally whip it literally shred it into pieces turns out there's a picture of everybody um in the building having uh, Thanksgiving, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it says my family on it. And the way the picture is taken is clearly from a security camera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And everybody realizes, oh, it was all fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it was the most ridiculous thing. I mean, literally, I just like, we'll get into it later, I guess. But they, they tied them up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. Yeah, and for for added context, our episodes are non-sequential in that the first three episodes we watched Doug, uh, and then the fourth episode we watched um, My Brother and Me, and then the fifth episode, the most recent, we watched Cat Dog. Um, So you can watch them in any order because we just watch what we want to watch. And we decided this week to be Hey Arnold and Ashley. Did you pick this episode? Because I picked this episode specifically, yes. Yeah, so I asked Ashley which episode, and she said season one, episode 10. And so I get the honor of uh, introducing one of our favorite episodes, I think, of, of television ever. Um, 
or favorite segments of television uh, from an episode, you know, because this is one Ashley and I quote back to each other a lot of things, but uh, yep. <laughs> you keep the money is, is at the top of the list. It just is, it's just, it's great. It's great. So it's amazing. Arnold is Cupid. Um, I, I'm very excited to talk about this episode, but I will give you the overview first. Um, Oscar and his uh, girlfriend, right? And I have the feeling they've been fiancés for like ever, you know, like, or they've been dating forever. It's like that, like, we've been dating and living together for like 10 years, but you haven't proposed. That's the feeling I get, right? Oh, yeah. Because um, they're not husband and wife. Um, but so Oscar and Susie live together in this boarding house. Oscar is a uh, European immigrant uh, and he has an accent. Susie seems like a, a regular European American, also known as a white woman. I was going to say, why didn't you just... <laughs> <laughs> well, because Oscar specifically, you know, I we'll we'll get into it, but they're, okay, they're okay, having a, okay. they're having a fight in the beginning um, about money, you know, and you know it's like what happened to the two hundred dollars I gave you yesterday, and, and which keep in mind this was in nineteen ninety six, so although it, gas prices are up right now, two hundred dollars is a good amount of money right now. So in nineteen ninety six, like for sugar mama to be giving him 200 anyways we're not, i'm not gonna that's getting into the episode so they get into argument about that arnold is witnessing it slash hearing it because the walls are thin and he lives in this attic uh uh room within the boarding house and then um mr kakashka she's like you know what get out of here so she kicks him out mr kakashka has to find a place to stay so he goes to multiple people in the boarding house finally ending with arnold and basically just talks as he's walking in with his stuff barging in and is like yeah you're gonna let me stay here right oh you're such a good boy <laughs> you know and he uh that happens and then for the next few days oscar kind of ruins this fourth grader's life like arnold can't get his homework done because uh, oscar's inviting grown men over um wait to- he's in fourth grade yeah, fourth grade. I know, right? But that's okay. what the description says. Okay. But, uh, but it, it's it's really giving like middle school or like freshman year. But like for some reason they say fourth graders, you know. Okay. Um, and <laughs> I guess that makes Helga less weird. <laughs> yes, it makes Helga a lot less weird. Um, and so so yeah, Oscar ruins Arnold's life for a few days until Gerald's like, hey, you know. Like, he's like, yeah, too bad you can't get them back, get him back together with his wife. And then ding, ding, light bulb. So Arnold has an elaborate plan and makes a romantic dinner. He has to convince Oscar and Susie to get together. They go to the rooftop. It's really cute. The whole like boarding house comes together as like the band for them and serving the food and all this. And then um, Oscar just proves to be selfish and he can't dance and uh, it's troubling. And so then, you know, like he realizes the next day, finally, although it's it, he's wallowing in his own self-pity, he's like, I need to leave. I need to go find myself. Arnold, I'm gonna use your suitcase. I know you wouldn't mind. <laughs> And then uh, as he's leaving, you know, like with this like kind of storm cloud, not literally, because, you know, in an animation, they could have had it, but it feels like there's a storm cloud above him. Um, he's leaving. And then Susie's like, are you leaving? You know, and she's like, okay, well, at least take some money. And then we get to our favorite line. You keep the money. What did you say, Oscar? You keep, you the, keep money. the money. <laughs> 
And so we're going to we're going to work our way backward. But essentially, that is what gets him back into the good graces of Susie, because this is the first time in however long they've been together that he thinks of anyone other than himself, because um, he's like, I'm going to I'm going to go out. So whew, we have a lot to get into. But before we get to, to, to that episode, we're going to start with door number 16. Um, which, you know, it's always good to double check your notes and your facts, because I was looking at my notes, I, I started, Ashley and I were supposed to record over the weekend, but we didn't, and I had started to watch the episode a few, uh, like a minute before, like Ashley just watched it like an hour ago, I watched it like a week ago, and then just finished it up, and I was looking at my notes, and I had written door number 13, and I was like, girl, where did you get 13 from? <laughs> because the episode title is 16, but, you know, uh, I didn't write anything with numbers, digits or specifics so uh don't have to worry about that for me (laughs) i didn't know it was door number 16 i just know it was a door (laughs) (laughs) okay well let's let's get into it actually let's start with the show the show itself the show opening what did you think what stood out to you well honestly the thing that stood out to me the most was um one i love the theme song it's Mm -hmm. this wonderful jazzy I was going to say motif, but that's not right. That's using the phrase wrong. And I know it is, but yeah, I mean, it's like that, you know, it has this nice, the theme of it is just, you know, a very chill, jazzy kind of like crazy shit doesn't happen here kind of thing, but maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the end, you know, what what happens in the, uh, in the intro is you have like these groups like Arnold's with his friends, Helga's with all the girls, and they're all having this moment where they're walking towards each other, and they stop and they pose. Mm -hmm. And I loved how Arnold's pose was so flamboyant. (laughs) And Describe it for the listeners who who haven't (laughs) seen it. So he walks forward, then he stops, and he like, leans on his like he pushes his 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 right leg forward and kind of leans on his knee a little bit right Mm -hmm. and almost swings his hair back Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on his football head Mm -hmm. and it was just it was a very it was a quick movement right you know Mm -hmm. it wasn't very like but if you put it in slow motion the way i describe it just imagine that just imagine his because you know on his head he has pretty much two separate tufts of hair one mm-hmm. on the other side, one. So imagine those individually moving and flowing in the wind in the slow motion picture I'm trying to describe to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love it so much because then Helga and the other girls come up and they don't really pose. They just kind of like, they kind of do like the, uh, what do you call it? The um, The Wonder Woman kind of pose, you know, where you have your, your uh, hands on your hips type deal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just, I just was thinking to myself that you have nothing on Arnold. I mean, you can try, but it's not there. I'm sorry. It's not there. Uh, anyway, that's, that was my uh, points on the intro. Okay. Um, we are very in sync because I also, I wrote that it's interesting because there isn't a really a theme song in the traditional sense. I wrote it's jazzy music um, with, and the thing is, it's not, it's a song, but it's not because it's really just Helga saying, 
hey Arnold, you know. Well, it's actually everybody hey, does. Hey Arnold, yeah, but it's like mostly if you listen, it's mostly her voice. Like she does it through as she's walking throughout the streets, right? And she's calling him, and and it does have other people, but like it's mostly just her voice doing it, and so it's not like a. Pepperan, Pepperan, she's too cool for seventh grade. Pepperan, she's one in a million. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's literally just like, it's the jet, it's, it's so much of the instruments, right? It's all about the instrumentation and the only, the lyrics are all literally two words. Hey Arnold, you know, which is the name of the show, which right. is a really smart branding technique actually, because like the song in your head is the name of the show over and over again, you know? Um, so I really liked that. And then I thought it makes sense too that they're in fourth grade in the sense that um, when they split, it's all boys and all girls, as far as I recall. And so it felt like, uh, and they're splitting in the street and kind of like alley. Um, it looked like alley, maybe it was a main street, but either way they're in the street and it felt very West Side Story, um, the Jets versus the whoever else. Um, Couldn't help you. Yeah, but there was no dancing, you know? And I'm thinking the original West Side Story, I haven't seen the... Um, I haven't, I've seen it, I've seen it on stage and I've seen the movie, but I haven't seen the new one. Um, but I like that. The other thing that I really appreciated is that it introduced all the characters, including the adults, right? So as Helga saying, hey, Arnold, you see people like putting their, their heads out of the windows, you know, and it's like, Yeah, and it's and it's really cute. It's like it's 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 just it's really cute. If you've never seen Hey Arnold, um, I think the the introduction is one. The opening sequence is one that's really really nice. Like nowadays they do shorter opening sequences, except for anime, they still keep them as long as they can be. But uh, and that's nice because often the opening sequences aren't that good. But Hey Arnold is one where I'm like, oh, I don't need to skip this. Like I'll sit through it and watch it because it's fun, you know. Yeah, I think that's the one thing that's really great about cartoons is I can't think of a cartoon that didn't have a short intro. Yeah. I mean, obviously we're not, I mean, even Dragon Ball Z though, if we're talking about anime. Well, I mean, obviously we're talking about the dubbed version, which yeah. has the greatest intro <laughs> ever. Yeah, Rock our introduction. Dragon Ball Z, yeah. Our introduction to anime was on Toonami, like many people in the US. We, we watched uh, Dragon Ball Z. I watched Sailor Moon um, and Cardcaptor Sakura. Cardcaptor Sakura. That's right. Yep. That's right. Um, which I recently went back and rewatched a bunch of Sailor Moon, and that was a really good experience. It was fun. I tried to rewatch Cardcaptor Sakura, and it, it didn't. I started from episode one, and that's probably my mistake. Yeah. It didn't capture my imagination in the way it did when I was a kid. Uh, wow. But I do still love a magical girl anime, you know? So maybe I maybe if I jump into it when it's like more, you know, because the first few episodes are so exposition heavy and, and setting the format, whereas later it gets into it and it can get real, real fun. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, so those are, and, and the thing uh, I later wrote in my notes, two tufts of hair, T-U-F-T-S. Uh, so it was funny that that's the word you used, Ashley, because Arnold <laughs> has these two, it's two, gosh, I wish y'all could see us sometimes. It's these two tufts of hair, you know, and then in the middle is this tiny little blue baseball it's cap. It's like a, like a moose. Like a moose have two, you oh, know. Oh, antlers? Antlers. Just imagine the antlers are hair, tufts of the hair. 
Yeah, blonde hair. And he has a football-shaped head. And we're not just saying that because it's animated that way. We're saying that because the characters in the show are like, hey, football head, or you have an unusually shaped head. <laughs> like That kid really gets it. He's you must these... really get all the ladies. Yes. Uh, and then he wears a, an outfit. I have notes on his outfit later that I want to describe, unless you want to describe it now, because it's kind of, it's not, I, let me not call it strange. I just was thinking about it. And like, this is an interesting outfit. Um, um, you know, he, I want to hear how you would describe it because I'm not sure. Because sometimes I'm like, is he wearing a kilt or is he just, does he have like a flannel that's like going down underneath his vest that's covering some pants or something? Like, I'm not sure. What yes. That is. So I, I just looked at my notes. The way I described it is he has a little blue hat. He wears a blue long sleeve sweater over a red flannel that isn't tucked in. So you just see it coming out at the bottom. And then he has pants that look like leggings, but that's mostly because they draw their legs small and he wears black shoes. But like, if I think of it in my head, it what I what I see is a bit of a kilt it's just a kilt with pants under it but it's not actually a kilt because it's his shirt that's under a sweater um and and so you just see the flaps in the front so so yeah he's a he's a he's he's a football head he's a he's a he's a football head he's a football head yeah so you want to get into it let's get into it let's go with the first scene all right the first scene I don't know why. I guess it's because I don't like robes, but I always think it's funny when I see other people in robes. Mm. So I guess uh, Arnold, who apparently is a fourth grader, like his job is, you know, getting stuff from the door, the mail and all that kind of stuff. So I guess he wakes up in the morning and he's just chilling in his robe and he's like, all right, time to take this dry cleaning to Mr. Smith. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I just, I don't know. I always think that's, I always thought that was so funny because it's just like, you have time to put on this article of clothing, but you don't have time to put on some other article of clothing. Mm. I never really got that. Mm. Well, in Arnold's defense, in this boarding house, there are 13 boarders um, uh, and there's only one bathroom. Oh, so, right. so you end up having to wait with like your bathroom stuff outside of the bathroom. And the bathroom has the initials WC for water closet on it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I, and I'm imagining, because what else would WC be? But uh, although, and I don't know us in the U.S. to use water closet. I felt like that was always a across the pond thing, you know? I've but, never heard that before in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been attacked by so many hungry little puppies <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, in the last episode, the one I just uploaded that came out on Tuesday today, uh, the day we're recording it, um, I included... Uh, uh, I started a list um, that Ashley didn't know about. And then and then I was texting her some of the memes that she didn't know from the episode that I was referencing. And then she was like, we should have a, a list of the memes that we referenced in the episode. And I texted her a screenshot. I was like, great siblings think alike because I literally had a list that I had started to put. So um, if you are listening and you're like, I don't know what the fuck they be talking about. I don't watch Hey Arnold. I don't know what memes they're referencing. You can go through and see the the YouTube links or the, the TikToks or the whatever um so the the hungry little puppies one comes from a reality tv show oh uh, my god from which we get our name Um, so if you want to enjoy our podcast please read this list of references so you can understand (laughs) what we're fucking talking about 
<laughs> no, that's the thing though. People can get it. You know, they, they just like certain things are not gonna, they're not gonna make sense to them. But, but other ones, you know, we do reference a lot of really popular memes, but, um, but the thing I've noticed too is memes are so age specific, right? So we're in our thirties. And so someone in their twenties may not know all the same memes we know versus someone in their forties and older, right? Because we have different cultural references. And that's only even people who grew up in the US with access to uh, TV and like popular culture. Cause some people didn't, didn't start watching or listening to music till way later. So yeah. that, that was one of the reasons to include it. It's not just so folks feel included and understand what we're talking about, but also cause this should be cracking us up because if we're, if we are naming a meme, if we are referencing a meme in the episode, then like it's one we reference in our lives to each other. It means it had a lasting impact on us. So uh, uh, eventually, you know, you'll see with this episode in the, the longer episode description, you'll see where um, the hungry puppies came from. <laughs> well, actually, do you know? Because I have that clip, but I have no idea what it was from. So I don't know. I'll have to do research. Um, Ashley saved the clip, which I'm glad because I don't know if it's online anymore, but I'd have to find out where it's from. I know the clip, but I don't know where the clip is from. Um, yeah. So I'll have to, I'll have to it's look some, that one up. It's some fashion like reality show, competition show or something like that yes um, but, but not like project runway or the other no, ones. it's no. like a more uh i don't know it's a lesser known one i haven't ever seen any other clips from that um but so yes so you were talking about the robes ashley um you were talking about the robe and how funny it is and arnold having this like job to do in the morning in the opening oh scene. yeah i mean that was that was pretty much it i just i just kind of thought it was cute you know how they set this up like this is his routine the other thing that got me too is uh there's this bottle uh arnold goes into the fridge i forgot what he grabs something right mm -hmm. uh and in the fridge on the right there's this bottle and the bottle it looks like a, a bottle of alcohol or something like alcoholic beverage or something right yeah and it says mama's triple x tomato prune delight yep <laughs> Yep. And obviously I paused it because it's only on the screen for like a second, but uh, it just tickled me because it does look like some kind of liquor. Yes. yes. Uh, and it's just sitting in there next to the milk. Yeah, I completely forgot. So that's after that split second of the scene, Arnold's walking past where all of his neighbors are, you know, standing there in line waiting to uh, use the shower, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. I'm also thinking to myself, God, is there any hot water at a certain point? Because, I mean, there was like four of them in line. <laughs> yeah, no, not usually in situations like that. By the You don't want to be last and you wake up earlier than other people. Um, Ashley and I were lucky we, we had houses that typically had more than one bathroom, but also we had houses or apartments that had hot water. We weren't sharing them. When you have that many people, sometimes, yeah, it does run out. And so the people who are last, they don't be having hot water. That doesn't sometimes. sound fun. I mean, unless it is like, you know, 100 degrees outside like a cold shower is never fun to me no never it's not a good time that's not no. something i look forward to so yeah during this scene uh basically all the neighbors are complaining because they're saying that mr smith has his own bathroom mm -hmm. and they're mm -hmm. really jealous and they're really upset about it <laughs> this one character uh mr kim <laughs> i don't remember what they were saying, he was, they were saying something about how, you know, this guy is, you know, he, he never leaves the house and we don't know anything about him and this, this, that, and the other. 
And Mr. Kim goes, says, he, he says, it gives me creeps. It gives me creeps. He yes. said it like three times. I was like, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I do think you're thinking of Mr. Quinn, though, not Mr. Not Mr. Kim. Did I, don't I know say, who... oh, I wrote I Kim. Mm-mm. There is Kim's Convenience, which is a show on Netflix, but I don't know that you've watched that one. No, um, I'm sorry. I'm thinking a completely different show. I know where I got Mr. Kim from. But yeah, he said, it gives me creepies. Yes. Yeah. He yeah. said, what, it gives me creepies. Well, And when I heard him, I was like, I hope, because he's a visibly Asian man. And I was like, I hope an Asian man actually voiced Mr. Huynh. And then I looked it up and it was an Asian man. So wow. I was like, who kudos. Okay. okay. You know, because... You have this, you know, this multiracial, multi-ethnic house. And I was like, I, please don't, please. I was like, please don't have this be a white man doing this like yellow face voice, you know. For sure. Um, but yeah, he, he's like, gives me the creeps. It, no, he said, gives like, me creepies. Yes, yes. Creeps. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so in that, in that opening scene, one of the things I saw, sorry, actually, I, I don't know if you finished. No, I'm I, I'm gonna skip a huge point, so you can keep going. Um, in that scene, uh, at, right after it opens, there's a sign outside that says "No kids, pets okay," which made me laugh <laughs> because, like, I mean, I guess because it's a boarding house, you know, and and maybe it's like a SRO type of thing, like a single room op- occupancy, although it doesn't look like it. Um, but like <laughs> the fact that, cause usually pets are not allowed in a lot of buildings, right? Oh, Unless yeah. they're service animal. Um, but <laughs> so for it to say no kids, pets. Okay. I was like, <laughs> that's funny. Um, and then in the fridge, like you, you mentioned, I, I wrote the essentials, milk, butter, and prune juice, um, <laughs> which also ties into our podcast because, uh, the goal is to be much more young and pruned and much less old and dusty. Um, so there's that. Uh, the other thing that I thought was interesting is, is after the bathroom scene, we see, um, that they eat communally. Um, so they're all eating, which like, you know, if you don't want to, that sucks, but it's kind of cute. Like you're in this boarding house and there is in, in the show, Hey Arnold there, you see in later episodes, there's kind of a sense of family and watching out for each other. Um, they also bullshit, but, but I was like, oh, that's cute. They eat communally, but that also means that somebody could steal your leftovers or anything else, you know? So that's funny. That's how I was in, in culinary school when yeah. I was in the dorms. Yeah. We had a communal kitchen, so you would see yeah. people or sometimes I'd be there with other people just eating. But yeah, you know that they said, hey, don't keep your truffle oil down here because somebody's going to take it. <laughs> Listen, truffle oil is expensive. I've never bought it. I've just seen it at the stove. I ain't got it. <laughs> I ain't got it. Uh, were you going to skip to the package or you're going to skip further than that? I honestly was just, yeah, I was skipping. I was skipping even past that. Basically, so, I was starting when they start like going ape shit. That's kind of when I was like, oh, and I yes. start writing things. So to, to get there, as Ashley said in the description, you know, someone comes and they're like, here's a package for Mr. Smith. Um, and I wrote not a package for Mr. Smith from Mr. Smith from the Matrix, because the man who gave it to him kind of was just like, hey, here's a package. Here you go. And it just reminded me of like, oh, Mr. that was before the Matrix. Yeah, it reminded me of Mr. Anderson. Mr. 
um, from the original Matrix is it matrices. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then uh, I I wrote to pay of the month because when the package comes, one of them I forget his name. He's like, I've been waiting for my package from the to pay of the month club. <laughs> I was like, dang, that must be expensive to get a to pay every month. It's not a dollar shave club. It's not Netflix back when they like would mail you stuff like <laughs> to pay of the month. Um, and then the part that you're about to get to, Ashley, I wrote down that they're chismosas because they're all trying to like, they're all gossiping. They're all trying to get the package. They're all trying to be like, what does Mr. Smith have? You know? Um, so, so yeah, now we're, now we're back at the same part. Um, and, and one of the moments, the, the main moment that I want to mention that was wild is once Arnold goes up, cause he's in like the kitchen with the package, you know, and he's like, it's for Mr. Smith. And, oh, the other thing I thought of is that you remember, um, we live next to a, a couple, an older Asian woman and an older white man. Helen was her name. I don't remember the man's name. I remember. I would like, sometimes they'd go out of town and I would, I would like water their plants or their lawn um, when they went out of town. It wasn't in the morning, it was in the afternoon. And I think I was in elementary school. Maybe I was in middle school, but um, I don't remember for sure. But I mentioned that because when I saw Arnold doing all these things in his robe, I was like, I bet he gets like, you know what I mean? A, a little stipend, a little a little hand-me-down um, because Mr. Smith is important. He's got things to do, right? And mm -hmm. so then he's like, oh, there's a kid and there's only one kid in the boarding house. Everyone else is adults. So he's like, here, kid, you know, take this. Um, uh, to <laughs> and you haven't seen Inventing Anna yet, but the show- I started watching it, actually. I saw the oh, first episode. Girl, that shit is wild. But at <laughs> there's been a lot <laughs> of themes that are like, um, like, you know, Mr. Smith, you didn't pay me or Anna, you didn't pay me. I sent the money. It's a wire transfer. It's not my fault. It's with the bank. Because <laughs> she has this like weird, uh, this weird. I thought her thing was she's always like, why do you care so much about money? That is her thing. And also, <laughs> and also like the other thing would be like, the money's on the way. It's with the bank. I sent a wire. Don't worry. Like, it's just very, um, but anyways. If anybody ever tells you it's on the wire. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're lying. Yeah. They're like, only time I've ever had a wire transfer is Anthony because I needed some money real quick. And this was before Venmo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, the and only time. There can be real wire transfers, but they're not that common nowadays. Just like checks are not. I mean, I write, I use a check for writing my rent, but checks are not that common nowadays either. Um, remember when you have to, we worked like retail and you have to put it in the machine and it would like print it on the back and all this. It, it's wild. Um, I didn't have to do that when I was at roundtables. So. Oh, I did. I did a few different jobs. You would like have to check it with their ID and then you'd put it in the machine and it would print like the transaction ID and other stuff on the back. Um, and then you had to put it in a certain place in the register. Um, but yeah, the uh, what I was, I, I lost my own train of thought. Well, we're talking about inventing Anna and wire transfers. Well, so yes, but the thing that got me is that um, uh, that was so I went back to Mr. Smith and I think that's like just Arnold's little side hustle right mm -hmm. um, but then what got me was that one of the neighbors the one who was asking for the toupee of the month he's like a shorter balding uh, white man and he I know uh, what you're gonna say <laughs> and he I think he's supposed to be maybe Italian but he's like he's literally on the windowed roof um, which is dope Arnold has this like dope sky sky view but like he's on the windowed roof of Arnold's attic trying to get the package and I was like this is a little creepy and so he fell at one point and I was very glad that he fell because this man is trying to break into this kid's attic to, to he, get the package he was up there with a screwdriver trying to unscrew the window so he can get in and it gives, I was 
it gives me the creepies it gives me the creepies yes it's upsetting me and my homegirl my homegirl in this case being my sister it's upsetting (laughs) me and my homegirl because if you can't go to your 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 attic room where the hell could you go you know what I mean like so that's that's all I had for the when they take that elsewhere listen don't bring that why would you bring that to somebody else club it's sad sad um, so <laughs> Sorry, shout I'm out just to thinking, Hazel you know, I, have to, I have to make that a clip now. <laughs> yes. Take yes. that elsewhere. <laughs> I'm gonna that's that what, that's <laughs> one of the things Ashley sampled for our opening song is one of my favorite memes, Bella Noches. Um, wow. Wow. What a moment. Um, what else, what, what were you thinking in, in regard to when they go, uh, Buck Wild, uh, ape shit to quote the Carters. Not much after that. I started writing notes once um, Harold and uh, uh, Arnold left. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Okay. I just, I wrote, not the little rascals. (laughs) Because they decided to go to this, uh, this hat shop. Yep. Try and find Mr. Smith and... I guess it makes sense they're in the fourth grade because they decided to get a trench coat. I don't know if I have to finish. They get a trench coat. Do I have to finish? I'm saying these two kids get a trench coat. You have to. Stand on top of each other. I should say Arnold stands on top of Gerald. And which is funny because Gerald's hair is so, so high. Yes. Um, Because he has, you know, the tallest fro in the history of existence. And I love it. I strive to have my hair become that tall. Uh, anyway, so yeah, and then they, put, they even put a hat on. And so Arnold is the head and Arrow is the body. So they go into this hat shot, this hat shop, and they start asking for hats, but they want to distract them. And oh, I, I don't want to skip over the uh, person that was uh, helping them, the one that was running the shop. Oh yeah. Had the biggest nose slash nostrils mm-hmm. I have ever seen. And it wasn't like it was just like it was tilted upward. Mm-hmm. You know, you know how sometimes people will will, you know, friends will be like, hey, do I have any uh is my nose clean, right? And they lift mm-hmm. their nose up. That was that guy's nose all the time. Yeah. That was his life. Yep. You noticed it too, right? You noticed the nose. Well, so here's the thing about the nose because the nose knows, right? And this man was British. And I think the implication, they had fun with that character design. The implication was that he was haughty, you know? Like he was, because he ran this hat shop, which is like very... it felt very like uh, niche, right? Um, mm-hmm. You're running a hat shop, you're expert in hats, whether you make them or you buy them or whatever. So it wasn't just that he had a big nose. It was that he, and it was up. It was like, he was literally, he's uppity and they put it in his character design where literally his nose up. Like he 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 turns his nose up at you. So that was what I, I got from it. And they wanted to go into his Rolodex. And I had forgot about that word as a, as a concept, not like the, the watch, right? But the the wrote like a contact book right and right I was like, yeah and I was like oh my god I forgot about Rolodexes you know because we it's all not all but it's so much is digital now that I just was like wow that's not a that's not a term I've thought of in a while but yeah he was British and he gets up on a ladder because they asked for like the highest hat so that they could distract him and the whole time he's complaining he's like oh. the whole time 
The whole time. And not even Anthony's doing it quiet right now. He was not quiet about it. No, he was. He was not. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I mean, I know it's a cartoon. Yeah. But I really like I felt it. He fell off. Yeah. The ladder. Yeah. And I was just thinking to myself, oh my God, workman's workman's comp, please help him. Yeah. Please help him. Yeah. It was a tall ladder and he fell. And no matter what age you were, uh, but especially if you are our age or older, which that man was, you're gonna break your back. And it's not gonna fix itself. You're done. You're done. You're done. (laughs) That's it. But so that was the second fall of the episode. First was Ernie. I think his name is Ernie, the 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 character I was describing earlier. And then this this British man fell. Um yeah, and then we moved to 234 Smith Avenue, Satellite Industries. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, uh, vaguely. I just remember. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I did write something. Uh, the uh, receptionist, the woman that they speak to, mm-hmm. I said, um, OMG, that hair, mm-hmm. edges. Mm-hmm. That's what I wrote. I just wrote edges. <laughs> Because for some reason, actually, I'll have Anthony describe this. Anthony's much better at describing things. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I will. So what I the description I wrote is actually about the details and not her, but I did write her. So the details I wrote that it was a fancy building and the details were so good because there was even if you listen to the sound design, there's a bit of an echo when they're speaking because the space is so large and so empty. So they walk into the space and I think Gerald suggests that he's like a spy or something. And it's a cute, like, she's like, she seems like a black, like Latinx secretary, you know what I mean? Uh And she's like, she just, I can't even really describe the hair because I can barely remember it. But I just remember she was like, she was, uh, it was very, it was very Rosie Perez, actually. It was very Rosie Perez. Um, and the thing I wrote after that where there are like clear glass sliding doors, marble floors, indoor plants. And then the thing she was saying is there are like multiple Mr. Smith. So she was like, you know, Anthony Smith, Ashley Smith, John Smith. Um, and at one point there was one- There's Mr. Smith Smith or something like that. John John Smith. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so then Gerald, Gerald purrs at her, you know, and he says, when she's like, I, that information's classified, I think. And then Gerald, she says, uh, Gerald says, suppose I tell you I don't buy that lady. What would you say about that? Hmm. And then they get kicked out because she presses a buzzer, which presumably uh, gets a doorman to throw them out onto their butts. Um, but I'm here. I'm curious to hear how you describe her because the vibe was Rosie Perez, but I didn't write down a, a, a visual description of her. Basically, what happened was is she had, for some reason, the front of her, the sides of her head were like buzzed. There, like there's no hair there, and then she has like this very very tall um frilly uh curly hair top basically but then behind she had like flowing hair going down that looks like normal right mm-hmm. so it's and and for some reason the uh i keep saying the camera but you know it, it was mm-hmm. changing from in front of her to behind her mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it just like it was like what what happened because it's just like on the back her hair is looking all right, but in the front, she just has these sides of her head just like <laughs> shaved off. And I was just like really confused. Like I was very, very, very confused. And I guess apparently I was so thrown by that. I didn't take in all these 
wonderful details that Anthony mentioned. But that's the funny uh, thing know. is sometimes we see exactly the same thing. And then sometimes we see like this, well, we're always seeing the same thing. Not always, often we're seeing the same thing, but we'll see different aspects of it. So you saw, you focused on her and her hair, which I don't even remember it being that wild. And I focused on like the sound design in the, in the building. So we, together, we make one whole picture. Um, <laughs> I'd have to, I'll have to go back and look cause I do not remember the sides being like buzzed or short. Um, but you know, she did what she needed to do. She was a she was a, a a good secretary. They asked for Mr. Smith when they didn't have the correct information. She was like, "You gotta go." Yeah, yeah. She pushed. She she pushed that button, and then boom, they were out. They yeah. didn't even show it. <laughs> That's what I thought was funny. Yeah, they they're just all of a sudden they're kicked out. Yes, just a bunch of kids that got kicked on their asses. Yes, and then the chase for Mr. Smith begins. Yeah, so once they get kicked out, I'm I'm tripping um because I'm tired. What's what's his name? Is it it's, Gerald? It's Gerald. Yeah, the black kid. Yeah. Did I say did I say Harold earlier? No, I probably said, did. I think did I say Gerald? Gerald? I think so. Okay, I just want to make sure because I think I might have said the wrong thing. Uh, anyway, he says like five times, and it made me laugh. Uh, we're never gonna find him. You know, he's one person in this giant city. It's a billion to one, Arnold, a billion to one. Mm -hmm. And then right after he says that, uh, this uh, somebody says, here you are, Mr. Smith. And he walks out. And then that's when they he hops on into a taxi and they're like, we got to follow him. And a bus comes. (laughs) (laughs) And they hop on the bus and say, follow that taxi <laughs> and then the bus operator operator says behind the yellow line while the bus is in motion and get your package out of my ear <laughs> but he said it in the most like um, monotone voice yes, if i recall yeah. exactly it's like so over it yeah so yeah. over it you're like the billionth time the person that said follow that taxi i don't have time for it yep yep and then we get to the part that Ashley mentioned earlier. We see Mr. Smith with like his upturned collar and they play into the idea that Mr. Smith is mysterious. So we don't really see his face, you know? Um, he's just like a white businessman with like a, a, a hat and a, a coat, kind of a trench coat. And they all blend in, you know, until it looks like he gets into a helicopter that land, gets, in, gets into a helicopter on the top, top of the building and then flies away somewhere. Is that what happened? That's what happened. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, so then Gerald suggests that he's like, you know, after all this, Gerald's like, okay, well, you know, Arnold's defeated. And he's like, well, how about we open it? And Arnold is sweating profusely. And then they close up on his football shaped head. And I thought this was really interesting because then you see again, that little hat that sits in the middle between his part. (laughs) So it feels like he's like got these two tufts of hair. And then like, he's got this middle part that is almost like it's been shaved or something because it's so clear. Like, how do you have a middle part that severe? Um, Because you've been doing it for your entire life. Well, and so then I wrote the tufts. This is where I wrote tufts. I I wrote the tufts of blonde hair uh, stick out on both sides. And then I thought this was really interesting because as kids, right, you're so, um, especially as kids, as adults, we feel this too, but uh, morality, right? You're, you're feeling like um, 
everything could feel like, oh my God, this is a sign that I'm not supposed to be doing that, right? And so we see a nun and the priest <laughs> and that like heightens the stakes. And so he's already stressed. As far as I know, I don't know that it's been established that he's religious, but the idea, it doesn't matter if you're religious. If you see the trope in media, right? Is that if you see a nun or a priest and you're doing wrong, God is also seeing you whether you believe or not, right? And that means you gonna get struck down. And so Arnold's sweating profusely. Yeah, and the nun and the priest, the priest go. And so then he asks, but what about the borders? And then Gerald says, eh, they've probably forgotten about the whole thing by now. And baby, Ashley, had they forgotten? Had they no, forgotten? Absolutely not. Never forget. Never forget. Never, Never forget. forget. They were waiting. They were, they waiting. were waiting. They were waiting. And uh, was there anything else you had on that before we move on to uh, really, getting no. tied up? Okay. I, I just wrote nuns, LOL. <laughs> you had a similar thought. Yeah. <laughs> and so then um, I, I was trying to organize my notes a little better so I could follow them. Um, they're still in the same order, but I just put little headers. And the header I put on this one was the package of your grandparents get it. <laughs> um, because we get back to the boarding house and <laughs> they're tied up in the kitchen. But Ashley, so Ashley and I used to watch a lot of cartoons, as you can tell. Um, and one of the ones we used to watch, and Ashley watched a lot, and I would like watch them with her. One of her favorites was Courage the Cowardly Dog. And so uh, the characters there's a purple dog with a, a tooth with a hole in it and then there's these older uh there's a nice old Mariel, Mariel and Eustace and so yeah. I wrote not Eustace Banks and Mariel tied up in the kitchen all for a package because they're these older white grandparents and so it, it brought to mind Eustace and, and Mariel um so that was that was my first thought um when I saw that literally they were taking the grandparents as collateral because they knew Arnold was out the package and they wanted to know it was in the package. And to be fair, right, this is a boarding house where it seems like people are struggling with money. You know, you wouldn't be in a house with 13 units, right, with um, with one shower if you had money. And so I think, you know, knowing Mr. Smith and all his high-tech gadgets, especially in 1996, right, they probably thought it was something they could resell, you know what I mean, and make some money from. So, uh, it was fucked up that they were trying to get that package from this kid, but you know, I, I the struggle is real. The right, struggle the struggle makes you uh, tie up the elder, the elderly. It, it can. That's that's what the struggle does. It can. That's what it does to us. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, <laughs> Earl goes in. He was like, "Oh my god!" Because I mean, they're all tied up in the kitchen, mm -hmm. and. Uh, <laughs> His grandpa, I remember really liking his character now because he's always kind of a don't take no shit kind of person. Yep. Very young kind of personality. Yep. And uh, he's like, yeah, they took my dentures. Run, Arl, run. Because <laughs> they come <laughs> out of nowhere to try and swoop in. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Like, they just, like, for real, like, are chasing after. Like it reminded me of like freaking The Last of Us and the clickers just running at you. That's what they were like, was just coming down on Arnold and Gerald. And it was really unfortunate. Oh no. I never played <laughs> The Last of Us, but I can imagine that. Just zombies creepy. running after you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so then uh, the funny thing is it was all men, because most of the borders we see are men. And then um what's her name? Susie gets home and she becomes one of the bunch of animals from, cause now she's home from work. And I was like, damn, it was for real a mob mentality. Capitalism, capitalism really got us fucked up. Cause we're out here tearing, you know, they're out here tearing away all this and then they open it and they see 
it's a, a fish islands photo from like Ash, like Ashley said from like security footage. This is my family, you know, which like was it was actually interesting because it's in this little box, right? And it's literally yeah. one photo that they rip. They rip the whole photo. Well, um, what was getting me to before that moment is mm-hmm. um, at one point uh, Arnold grabs the staircase for his uh, his room. Yep. And they're trying to go up into his room with the package yep. and. Uh, <laughs> they're trying to grab the packets from Gerald and at one point uh, the guy that was trying to sneak in through uh, Arnold's window mm-hmm. grabs Gerald's hair mm-hmm. and I loved it because everything froze for like a second mm-hmm. and he said not the hair Yep. and yep. he promptly let go and then it kind of kept going yes well and that's the funny thing right about like racism and white supremacy people be like I didn't know I wasn't supposed to touch black people's hair like that's still the thing that happens and it's like girl not only has it been in cartoon and movies do you go up to your your white cousins you know what I mean and just be like oh can I put my hand in your hair like what the fuck kind of thing is that to do you know so it was it was funny that they made a moment uh like go up and just put their hands in white in other white, white people's hair yeah, like, like, I mean, like, oh, you got new highlights or something, and then they touch it. I've they seen will, it. I've I, seen I, it. No, you're right. I have I've seen, seen it. it. I don't often, get it. But they'll but... touch, like, the like the bottom or something. Like, they'll put, like, a whole hand in our hair. Oh, like, yeah, going to, yeah. like, reach for cereal. You know what I mean? Oh, or, like, God. Or, like, nuts. <laughs> no, like, it's, like, like oh, like, so. I don't so... let people ever get that far. No, if, but, like. If I even see a hand coming toward me, I immediately am ducking. Yeah, like it's a fucking is, soccer ball. Like they'll say, they'll say, "Can I touch your hair?" As they're walking toward you to to touch it, you know what I mean. So they're asking for permission, but they're, oh God, what is he doing in the background? Is he good? <laughs> I don't know. Marshmallow is doing that thing where he gets upset and he scratches at a blanket or something. Okay. He's not as bad as Cookie because Cookie will. Uh, like I have all these blankets folded on the bed. Cookie will actually go over there and unfold all the blankets. Oh no. Marshmallow just kind of scratches and makes noise. So. Well, we'll let so Marshmallow have his moment. Um, in the episode, uh, then we have what feels like deja vu, uh, no Beyonce, because then as the package, you know, the package that got ripped up, it now gets replaced. The man, you know, there's no real consequence. The man's just like, can I trust you to take this package to Mr. Smith? And then it ends there. So the package, somehow Mr. Smith is so high tech that he knew the package got ripped or knew that they would rip it. And so then a new one comes immediately after. Um, and that that ends the episode. Oh, that's funny. I just thought that was- A new package, like a different one? I thought that was just a new package just to F with Arnold because he had such a hard time trying to keep the other one safe. Oh. So getting another one, cause he even like yells at the end, like, no, yeah yeah i mean maybe that was also the purpose but i saw it as just like it was a it was a replenishment (laughs) like the the you know it was it was a new copy um so that was that episode it's good the thing about hey arnold is it aged well for me it did it really did i actually enjoyed watching it not that i didn't enjoy watching the other cartoons that we watched but but yeah some, some some don't some cartoons don't some media just doesn't age well but in this case um I'd say, hey, Arnold held up. Yeah, yeah. And so now we get to we get to the the, the moment of uh, usually you say the moment of truth, but now we get to the moment we've been waiting for, which is Arnold is Cupid. Um, and I just want to start 
let us get into the writing of this opening sequence because it opens with Susie, the wife we were describing earlier, the girlfriend, you know, um, she says, oh, Oscar, but it's in the negative, right? Later, when we get to the, you keep the money, it is positive. It's, oh, Oscar, she's happy. And so it opens with, oh, Oscar, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Of like, Oscar, right? And it ends with, oh, Oscar in the positive. So I was like, Come on, because you know, this is one episode, I don't remember all the details of all the other episodes, but one of the episodes sticks with us is the one that, or sticks with me is the one that we've referenced a lot. And so I knew we both know how it ends. You know what I mean? Like the, you keep the money, oh, Oscar, you keep the money, oh, Oscar, right? And so knowing it did that, I was like, oh, that's really cute because it was a, it was bookended by the, oh, Oscars. And it was a, a it was a decision on the writers and on the uh, performance of the actor, right? To, to, to give you that. So I was like, oh, this is really fun. Anthony. What's that? Do you watch these more than once or just once? No, just once. Do you often pause? Uh, if I have a lot of thoughts and I can't keep up with it, I pause. Um, so like with my brother and me, I had a lot of thoughts. So I would pause and then I'll go back. If I want to get the exact line or as close to it, I'll go back and rewatch it real quick so I can type it. Mm -hmm. um, but that's it. I don't I don't watch it more than once, which is why I end up I'll remember certain things, but I'll forget details from the episode. And I'm like, well, how did we get from this scene to that scene? But yeah, I just watch it once. Wow. Because I was just thinking to myself, it's a good thing that Good thing that I edit the podcast because I don't do shit else. <laughs> I mean, you are like legit going in talking about, you know, different themes, uh, different, um, you know, the fact that they're using, you know, they're putting metaphors here. They're using the rule of threes here. They're doing this here. And I mean, Anthony, I mean, I literally, when I read what my notes say, that is what my notes say. I mean, I just have a note that just says, oh, Oscar. That is a note. That's what I wrote down. That's great because I'm an ethnographer, <laughs> right? And like, what that means is I go and I people watch. And when I write jottings, my jottings do just say something like, oh, Oscar. And then when I go to flesh out the notes later, that, oh, Oscar triggers my memory to be like, oh yeah, this is what I wanted to say. Sometimes though, I just will type it all out, right? With this, because I've noticed I'll think I'll remember. I'll write, oh, like I wrote, you, you mentioned the, hey, not the hair. I wrote, hey, watch the hair, but I couldn't remember who said that. <laughs> like, and so sometimes, I have to like have a, a a more elaborate note so this is one of those cases but thank uh, you that's a very nice compliment it's the truth it's the truth and nothing but the truth yes yes indeed so yeah that's a really interesting fact that you noticed that I didn't I mean obviously you say that now and it, it totally clicks but I, it didn't occur to me that that was a thing that they were going for but what I liked is well I don't want to skip too far ahead so Oscar gets kicked out and there's this very funny, this, their whole dynamic is hilarious because what they say to each other is great yeah. because she's like, I'm working on me and I'm going to think about myself now. And she has this very empowering mm -hmm. kind of speech that she gives uh, Oscar and Oscar is just straight up like, but Susie, what about me? Where am I going to sleep? <laughs> you don't think about me. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. He, and then, yeah, and then he starts going individually to everybody in the, um, 
in in the uh the what is it? i keep i have to keep thinking complex is it boarding house is boarding it house yeah, boarding, boarding house. house yeah so he goes to each one individually and um <laughs> who was it that said maybe you can remind me um he goes up to one of them and he's like can i stay and he's like no you are not a good person. You're not a good person. And then slams the door on. That was Mr. Huynh. So first he goes to oh, Ernie. Okay. Yeah. And Ernie says no, because he still owes him $20. And then Mr. Huynh says, that's the thing that really got me too, is like, and one ma- reason I mentioned like his immigrant status specifically, because um, at, one re- at one point he says to Mr. Huynh, he says, how's my Vietnamese American good buddy? Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. And then Mr. Wynn says he can't stay because he's not a good person, which is so true. It just is true. He's not, he's not a good person. Like, well, it's, it's, it's fantastic because it's not like you can't stay here because you don't have any money. You can't stay here because you don't have a job. You can't stay here because no, you can't stay here because you are not a good person. Period. Well, and they've seen it with the way he is with Susie. And I want to back up because girl, this is why I think I noticed the the writing because it's very good. And I think part of it is that you and I have both been in relationships that have been un, uh, unequal, right? And I think I was able to like hear some of the manipulation and, and things like it was done. So in a way that as a kid, I didn't clock, but like I can hear now, like it was funny, but it was also like, damn, like I, I have been there, like not giving somebody $200 and then the next day they don't have nothing, but I have been in similar situations, right? Mm-hmm. And so she says, oh, Oscar, what happened to the 200 I gave you yesterday he says what two hundred dollars and she says you know very well what two hundred dollars and then he says oh yeah i remember some guys they robbed me on the subway (laughs) and she says that's not true and then he says okay i lost it and then she says you know like it's just funny because like he doesn't you know all it took was just a little prying you know like he's lying um but if you just poke him a little he will he will admit no that's not true um but if he could get away with the lie he'll continue with the lie so then she says oscar oscar i've had it things aren't working out between us i want you out but Susie, you know i love you you love yourself oscar i'm second place then this negro yes, this non-negro I wrote negro this says, down. what's wrong with second place that's pretty good <laughs> and she says well it's not enough for me and so then in that moment i recognized like i in my head they just lived together and then that moment was like oh she's kicking him out so that's her apartment or her room in the boarding house right and he's getting kicked out he's been freeloading right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so then this is another thing that comes back around at the end and i didn't realize till i watched the end she says i'm changing this is what you alluded to i'm changing my life oscar i'm sticking up for myself um which i relate to you know i have I have, when you have low self-worth and low self-esteem and low self-confidence, you accept a lot of bullshit, right? And so she she clearly has been going to therapy or talking to her homegirls because she's like, I, they have been telling me this man ain't shit for so long and I'm finally fucking through. So then she says, I'm, I'm changing my life, Oscar. I'm sticking up for myself. I'm tired of your excuses and your lies. From now on, I'm going to make it on my own. Now, one of the things I used to do was watch a lot of Nick at Night. Um, so Ashley watched more cartoons. I watched more sitcoms, but we both watched both, right? And Mary Tyler Moore was an old school, you know, show that I watched. And in the beginning, in the opening, she like throws her hat or whatever. And she says, I'm going to make it on my own or the the theme song does. So it was interesting because when we get to the end and I'm only jumping to that for this specific line, he says when he's like self-pitying, I don't know, you know, uh, at one point he says, 
um, he's going to try to make it on his own. So when Susie offers him money at the end, he's like, no, I can't take your money. You know, and that's when we get to the no Oscar or no, you keep the money. And he says, I'm trying to make it on my own. So it was another thing where like the writers were playing with like parallelism. Um, and so it was really, really sweet. But <laughs> the thing that got me too is that like this man, I was thinking about their, I was thinking about their, I have two descriptions. Thinking about the descriptions of, of them, right? So first we have, um, uh, what do we, he says, like you said, Susie, where am I going to sleep? Uh, or what about me? Where am I going to sleep? And she throws a pillow at him and a teddy bear. And then the music brings to mind, like some like old country, like <laughs> European music. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I was, I was thinking about it and he is dressed. Um, I describe him as he has a full brown beard, a brown comb over. It's like kind of reddish brown, a brown comb over. He has these forehead wrinkles. He has a long and round nose, elongated ears uh, that are out and not like up. Um, a gray blazer with like matching slacks, brown shoes, a white shirt with three buttons and like a gold chain at the bottom. And his eyes feel a little far apart. <laughs> and then you have Susie, who has like this like little upturned sort of pig nose, but it's cute, you know? She has visible lashes, right? She has no eyebrows, which made me realize no one has eyebrows. Um, she has like- Wait, 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 Helga has eyebrows. Oh, Helga has eyebrows, but specifically a unibrow. Exactly. She's the only one with, you're right. No, there's um, uh, the other guy, um, the big bully. Uh, oh, maybe he, he has monobrow as well. Okay. So that it's either you have no eyebrows or one eyebrow. Yep. Um, okay. So then she wears a palish pink shirt with a pink triangle earrings that dangle slightly to match it. And then of course she has this blonde hair with the oddest shape. I was trying to find a word to describe it and I couldn't, um, but she wore, she wore black pants. And so clearly as this has happened, he also has a bit of a pot belly and you know, we love body positivity and <laughs> I love me a big boy. Uh, but in terms <laughs> of like, in terms of um, the characters, Susie seems a bit cuter than him she seems a bit out of his league you know and so like <laughs> near the end I was like dang he's bald right which people be bald that's okay um but in this instance he's bald he's broke and he's, he's selfish he's selfish so I'm like he he must either she has really low self-confidence or he must lay it down you know what I mean like he must lay down the pipe um because like <laughs> otherwise like you know <laughs> Like, because what is she staying for? What is she staying for? Or she just, oh my God. you know, she doesn't, she doesn't think she can do better. We're getting you know? so into it. I'm just saying, this I'm just is, saying. This, this is a children's show and you're asking about whether or not Oscar is dicking uh, Susie, Susie down. down. Because the thing is, it's important, <laughs> Ashley. It's important because they're having real issues. You know what I mean? Um, and it's a children's show we're watching, but we are adults watching it on an adult show. So uh, uh, an adult podcast, if you will. So yeah, um, that was, <laughs> I just wanted to get in, into that, uh, that in the beginning, um, because that's really, really fun. Plus his laugh. <laughs> <laughs> So that that was that was my big contribution is I was like, man, this man must have like a golden dick or something because like what's happening? You know what I mean? It, it's that or low self-confidence, low self-worth or whatever. You know, sometimes you get to a certain point and you just settle. You just settle. But this man, I just because what actually what he was funny. I will say he was funny, but he did not have very many redeeming qualities. He just had a, the gift of gab. He could talk people into anything. He was good at manipulating, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, obviously it's, um, you know, it's a short, you know, like 12, 12 minute segment. So you can't make him be a real, you know, silver tongue, but 
because because he really was because <laughs> I mean basically what he did was he he would he would gaslight people and he mm-hmm. would just like completely ignore yep just completely ignore yeah um because once you get to the point where we briefly you briefly mentioned it when he is like Arnold I'm gonna stay in your room for a few days mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like he didn't ask actually I think he did ask I think he did ask um you know when a half-assed kind of hey can I as you walk inside type yeah deal? yeah um but what got me is how he immediately went to Arnold's bed oh girl I got in there with the bear with the little teddy bear and he said he said we can trade mm-hmm. he tonight, said I'll take, I'll take the bed i'll take the bed tonight we could trade off tomorrow but the thing ashley the only thing is he re- the only thing he removed and i know you saw this was his shoes yeah. he was fully clothed under them sheets and oh, one yeah. thing we do and and ours that ashley and i live separately but one thing we were raised to do you don't wear outside clothes in your bed you know that's just you just don't you don't nope. you don't do that so that was i was shook by that um yeah i also had a similar reaction to seeing him i mean honestly it was more because that wasn't his bed that wasn't his bed that wasn't his bed yeah hey ashley was that his bed anthony his dirty ass outside (laughs) ass clothes were on arnold's sheets yep underneath Arnold's sheets you know it's one thing oh. to be on the comforter right like to be on the comforter the blanket is one thing with outside clothes to, but to be under it uh-uh. under it and you know he stank well and then the thing is you at know one he point, does. Arnold's talking to him and he's like you know he's talking and, and Mr. Kakashka Oscar acts like he doesn't hear him like he's snoring he's asleep and then at one point Arnold says good night and then he he says good night so you know the whole time that man was listening just acting like he couldn't hear because like you said Ashley he 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 does what do they say gaslight girl boss gatekeep that's what he does that's what he does he <laughs> it's what the white women feminists do they they gaslight they girl boss and they gatekeep it's like yeah I want a female president I want a white woman president to run this country to be uh, a warmonger yeah I want that you know like why can't we have a queer minister of defense i want that to drop bombs on on you know uh all these other places i want that why don't we have a woman killing people like that's what (laughs) that's That's feminist at work yeah that's feminism that's 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 the feminist agenda is truly that um yeah yeah white feminism is is not it but um yeah so when he did that i was like this is silly but arnold arnold luckily had like a remote that he pressed that had had, there was a pullout bed and then he had a blanket in his closet so although he stays with his grandparents who knows what happened to his parents uh he has this at one point he's like the room's kind of small which doesn't really feel true because that was a big room for a child you know oh yeah oh yeah uh, but it's and it's nice. He has a nice room, he even has a computer and everything. So I'm glad that he at least had the amenities to host. But it was wild that he, he said, "I'll take the bed tonight. We could trade off tomorrow." Yeah, that that blew me away when he said that. But before that, that blew me away. Did you did you notice they? I don't remember. How did they show us Helga? Why did they show us Helga? Oh, um, because what happened was is he was talking about his weird shaped head and how I'm sure that gets you all the ladies. Okay. So and 
Arnold was like, well, no, I don't have any girlfriend or anything. Well, I have something. And then it, sh- it went to a shot of Helga lighting up her shrine to yes. And Helga, Helga, so I didn't write down a description, but Helga has two, uh, from memory, two blonde pigtails. Uh, she has a, a big unibrow. Um, she has like a pink, what is it like? It's a pink hat. Pink hat and then like pink dress like long dress overall kind of thing if i recall yeah um and she's creepy as fuck but in recognizing that she's in fourth grade right and and having seen other episodes what i wrote is that her infatuation with arnold is rooted in in youth right because often as kids it's puppy love and that gets encouraged and all this but also her not getting enough attention from her damn dad so her mom if i recall is not present and then her dad in one episode talks about yeah we got to spend quantity time i got to spend quantity time with my daughter <laughs> not I, quality time man, i remember quantity so, time. Well, but he's at the with, with the barber yeah and the barber is laughing at him because he says quantity time yes <laughs> And so then we see Helga and you only get a glimpse of it in this episode, but in other episodes, we see that she turns the lamp on as she sits on the floor of her closet in front of a shrine to Arnold, which we later, you know, find out or earlier find out is made out of gum, like gum that she chews and puts on him. And then it also had candles, which was a fire hazard for a fourth fourth grader and then a jar of what looked like his hair and then a head of garlic and when I was looking back at my notes like in like the 30 minutes before I I sent you the zoom link Ash I wrote she's giving white Wiccan like she's giving like white witches who are doing shit that they don't need to be doing you know what I mean like why you got a jar of his hair and a head of garlic so she doesn't make a she doesn't make a big appearance in this episode but she does have that that little appearance yeah yeah poor Helga. that's a whole thing yeah you know poor Helga. you hate to see it you do you do because the thing is she's made fun of because she's not a girly girl and then she's really into arnold but she doesn't want to be because like at that age boys are supposed to be gross girls are supposed to be gross you know cooties all that um circle circle dot dot now i got my cootie shot you know um <laughs> Ashley put her hands over her mouth. Did you never hear that? Or you forgot about <laughs> I've it? I've never heard that shit. <laughs> um, but okay, for the sake of time, we can move on to the next scene. Um, and so it's the morning time and uh, Oscar is there. <laughs> what What did you see, Ashley? What stood out for you? What, what did you write down? Let's talk about it. Well, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I should let you go because you're just going to start talking about metaphors and similes and shit. <laughs> um, but here's the real obvious thing that happens is Arnold wakes up and he's on yes. the couch, obviously, right? Yeah. And uh, Oscar wakes him up. He's like, hey, I got French toast and fresh squeeze. <laughs> I can't do his fucking accent. But, you know, he said, I got fresh squeeze of OJ and some French toast for you. Mm-hmm. And Arnold's like, oh, wow, this is great. And then it cuts to another scene where this dude, uh, I don't remember his name, Ernie, Ernie, is in the kitchen looking around saying, where's my breakfast? <laughs> and then we have this moment of, uh, you know, Arnold about to start eating. And he's like, wait, what time is it? And Oscar's like, oh, it's 10.30. (laughs) 
and he's like i gotta go to school what happened to my alarm tell us oscar said i don't know do you have a direct quote i don't have the direct quote oscar said oh yeah i turned it off so it wouldn't wake me up <laughs> yep that's that was that was basically it yep <laughs> stole that man's breakfast yep what yep that's mean i would be so upset well and that's the thing about ernie er, uh, about oscar is he doesn't have any like it wasn't like oh he woke up early and made this breakfast not only is he staying with somebody else and turned off their alarm that they need to get to school right he also didn't even make breakfast he stole it so it's like bro what do you do besides steal and lie you know what i mean like it's just it's not it it's not it no no it's 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 a hot mess it's like oh well and then oh man and that man is dirty well yes. we'll get we'll get there then he practices his saxophone uh even though like later even though arnold has a test that he's told him about um and then and this is going through it quickly but then this man remembers to ask him later about his test and then when arnold says he didn't do good on it he says that's too bad you should have studied <laughs> when this kid could not study because this man was playing the fucking saxophone but, but hold on because because here's the thing is he did the same fucking shit oh let's trade he said oh let's compromise i play the saxophone today you study tomorrow. And he's like, my test is tomorrow. And I forget what Oscar said back to that, but. No, he didn't. He just started playing. Of course. Because he ignored Gaslight or what did I say? Uh, you said it, you said ignoring Gaslight. Those are the two things. And then yeah. I just added, yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he makes smoothies at Arnold's desk with fruit peels and shit everywhere. And then this is when we get Arnold's first attempt to try to tell him to leave. This is, and this is a good example in trying to set boundaries, but it's hard, right? Cause he's a kid, Oscar's an adult. Um, and, and if a grown ass man, a sad grown ass man is staying with you, this fourth grader, because you got kicked out of your fucking boarding room room because you weren't doing shit. You know what I mean? Like, how do you say to that grown-ass man, I need you to leave? We're asking a fourth grader to set boundaries with an adult. Yo. <laughs> like, you know? And so then, then he invites two friends over for cards. And here's the thing, Ashley. One of them looks like how Popeye would look if he aged like Elvis, which is poorly. So, like, it just, you know? And then the other looked like a hyena or a weasel personified. So there's these, like, sketch-looking dudes who come over for cards, and then he bets Arnold's CD player for collateral and says, don't worry, Arnold, I can't lose. <laughs> the next line is, I can't believe I lost, which it, it makes sense. And Wait, the other... Oh, please. The, the hyena guy, though. Yeah. Let's talk about his posture. Uh, yeah, well, that's one of the reasons I said hyena or a weasel, because he, he's giving you. I mean, literally, it's like taking, it's like those rollers they have that's at a 90 degree angle. That was him. Well, yeah. It was really bad. I was concerned, actually. I was, I was kind of wondering how he eats. He might want to see a chiropractor or a doctor. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I can't believe I lost. And then I think Arnold said, oh, with a pair of aces or something stupid like that. Something, yeah. Like it was yeah. something like it wasn't, he didn't, he, he didn't have a sure bet. 
No, no. He did N- not. No, it was bad. And then he's like, oh, well, I'll, I'll invite them again next week and I'll get it back for you. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Gross. gross. And then gross. I think when we transitioned from uh, evening to morning again, because this was evening when he was he invited the friends over, I wrote, I don't remember what it was, but I wrote the music is so good, all instrumental and so fitting. Throughout the show, the music's just really, from the opening throughout, it's really, really good. It's really nice. And then we get Arnold's second attempt to tell him to leave, but then this man pretends like he's snoring like the first time, like you can't hear him. It was It was a shame. And then the voice of reason, Arnold, uh, Arnold, Gerald, the black kid with the high top that's not quite, uh, it's like, a, it's a little rounded at the top. He, Gerald's hair is, is, uh, is like the child version of Marge's hair because her hair is defies gravity. And mm-hmm. Gerald's, Gerald's defies gravity, but only, you know, if you cut like an inch off of it, you could see that in real life, you know? And he wears this like red shirt and I think black pants too. Um, and says 33, I think. It has a number. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the number. But... I just wanted to come up with a number because you always have numbers and I want to have numbers too. <laughs> <laughs> you making up a number. <laughs> but it does say a number on it. That I think the implication is it's like a sports kind of, you know, sporty kind of shirt. Athleisure. Um, like a jersey or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and he wears what looks like uh like Chuck Taylors, like Converse. Um, Gerald was cool, like most black characters. You don't often in the 90s, especially, you don't often see like an uncool black character. Uh the characters were always like the epitome of cool, the epitome of like smooth or whatever else. Um, outside of fucking Steve Urkel, of course. But Steve Urkel was on a black show. Um, so and designed was- to be Steve Urkel. Well, and that's what I mean, though, right? He yeah. was uh, people, and he also had an alter ego that was really cool, you know, Stefan. Um, and also, I want to say that was '80s, not '90s. I think it went from I, '80s. I, I couldn't 90s. help you. Family Matter, um, Family Matters. That was that was a great show. Um, that's pretty great. Although the dad was a cop, um, but that is true to life. A lot of there are a lot of black cops. Um, but yeah, so then there's the Gerald, you know, this goes back to what we were saying in, in the opening. Gerald's like, too bad you can't get him to get, they're walking, I think, to or from school. Um, I think they're walking to school. And for some reason, I wrote down, uh, Arnold was dragging his backpack Girl, I wrote on the L- dirty ass ground. I wrote, LOL, I do not know why this kid is dragging his backpack. Now, to be fair, our backpacks were really heavy as kids. I remember, like, we had to have a lot of books in them, and we didn't get lockers until middle school, you know, so you just had to carry them around. But still, he was dragging on the streets of, of what looks like New York. Like, sir, in general, in a city, in a suburb, you don't want to be dragging it. But in the, the dirty New York streets... Mm-mm. with the roaches and the the, the mice and the rats and the rats mm-mm. the rats mm-mm. and the garbage. Ooh, the garbage and if you're in san francisco uh the needles and like other things if you're poop. in certain poop dog shit uh human shit sometimes yeah uh, it's it's a lot so yeah um although gerald does say you know too bad you can't get him back together with his wife which i wrote the power of suggestion you know um i i i don't know why arnold was dragging it um. <laughs> I guess because he was tired. That was my assumption. But I just thought it was interesting because it was very noticeable. They they definitely were like, this boy is just 
And you know what? Yeah. He was fed up at that point too. I don't think in other episodes he drags it. He's dragging it because at this point, this man has been staying with him two nights, right? Mm-hmm. And this grown ass man taking up his space, ruining it. Um, so at that point, I think he's just fed the fuck up because that is too much stress for, a ch- I was just in therapy before we recorded this and we we're talking about certain things. And he's like, as a child, you're supposed to be a child. You know what I mean? Like you're supposed to be able to think about child things, not be parentified, not have to take care of adults, not have to do these things. And that's what was happening to Arnold. That, that boy was tired. So you know what? I get it. I didn't get it in the moment, but looking back, I get why he was dragging it. Cause that was, his, that was his spirit, actually. His spirit was down and he had to drag it. He had to drag it to get where he drag needed to it. go. <laughs> <laughs> what was the line you liked in, in Cat Dog? Oh, he Love said, it. <laughs> it got, it tickled me. It still does. <laughs> um. <laughs> but then, so after that point, he talks to Susie and this, this scene hurt my heart yeah it really really hurt my heart because she was straight up like i hadn't been thinking about oscar i have been doing really well for myself you know i i'm happier and arnold is just like well he misses you which is bullshit it's a lie (laughs) you know it's a lie it's a lie you know it's like it's like um there's this episode of the truth where this podcast where you can hear when people are other, other people are talking to you talking oh, about yeah. you yeah, yeah, and yeah. so what ends up happening is the only reason only way you can get rid of it is that you get somebody else to subscribe to it yep and the best way to do that is people that are kind of like down on themselves and want to know what other people are talking about yeah and there's this one point where there's this character who had finally broke up with his girlfriend, was doing a lot better, and this, this, that, and the other. And the guy, the main character who has the podcast, is about to get him to subscribe to the podcast. And he knows it's going to fuck him up because then he's going to know every single person that's been talking about him, right? Yep, and what they're saying specifically. And what, exactly, and what, like, when he's not around. What they're saying. Yeah. And he decides at the last minute, I'm not going to do it. Um, but that's what Arnold was doing was just reminding me of that, of, of he needs to get rid of this grown ass man out of his fucking room. Mm -hmm. And for him, the only way he could think of to do that is to get them back together, but getting them back together. is just, it ain't right. No, it ain't right. Where was that nun at that moment when he decided that I'm going to try and do this now to give Arnold credit, obviously later on, he realizes it's a bad idea. Yeah, but that scene when he's just talking to her just kind of got me. Yeah, yeah, and so and that's the wild thing is it's not that he just had to convince Susie; he also had to convince Oscar because Oscar's fed up that she kicked him out, and so even though Oscar had it good, his pride is hurt, right? And so he, Arnold, has to be like, "Yeah, she's thinking about you," you know, and and it was a trip because. In that episode, Oscar had not had any thought except for about himself, right? Uh, so he never mentioned missing her. Um, and so, and she was really, it, it was it was sad because she really was like, oh, he does? Like, he misses me, you know? And then Oscar, you know, he outside to do the same thing. But what got me is is the nastiness, Ashley. You want to talk about the nastiness in, in this scene? <sighs> okay, we all do it. We have to do it. You have to clip your fingernails and your toenails. It's a thing that needs to be done. 
everybody, if you don't do it, please God do do it. And if you don't do it, please God clean underneath there. Yeah. Um, regular maintenance. Regular maintenance. But there's a time and there's a place and there's a method of which to do this. Yes. Oscar was not doing any of those in the right, the proper space. He was in the middle of Arnold's room. Mm-hmm. He's just clipping his toenails. Their clippings are going everywhere. They're not in a designated pile. They're not going in a trash can. They're not, no, they're everywhere. While Arnold is trying to talk to him about Susie, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. There's also snacks on the floor. There's like an open bag of snacks on the floor next to him. I don't know if you saw that. That too. Um, that too. It was disgusting. His room was slowly, progressively getting more and more disgusting. So what really got me though is I love, I, 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 there's so much work that these animators put into this. It's so creative. And so at one point he clips his big toenail and that toenail flies and it flies across the screen, transitioning us to the next scene. And so now <laughs> through his nasty ass toenails, we are at the rooftop and then we get to the rooftop and I just want to give you, you know, it's cute. Let me give you the setup. And then, um, so we have Susie, she has on a red dress and a red lip, you know, she didn't have on makeup before or visible makeup, um, but she's got on a red dress, a red lip. She looks good. She's got white dangly earrings. So she's actually changed her earrings and cartoons. That doesn't happen that often. You know, you'd be wearing the same outfit. Um, and even if you change your outfit, your earrings aren't necessarily going to change. Um, Oscar, on the other hand, wears the same fucking thing as usual because he's a bum and it's okay if you rewear your clothes. The thing about Oscar is you could tell that this man stinks which is also a bummer because i and i looked it up real quick and i was like what is this man supposed to be because i was like is he supposed to be turkish what is he um he's based on a based on the hey arnold wikipedia it says that he's um the artist he's named after was an austrian of czech descent so he's supposed to be um an austrian of czech descent uh but so i it's unfortunate that there's an actual artist for whom he took the name because oscar you could tell stinks i don't know anything about the the, the artist but oscar you could tell does not wear his clothes or wears his clothes for a very long time before washing them um and so he's wearing the same thing as usual all the only thing he added was like a black bow tie um and then arnold was the waiter the music is strings it's romantic grandma gerald and the borders act as their band you know what i mean was playing violin yeah like they doing it they did what they needed to do to set it up. They said they 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 you know what is it? Like they put it on a silver platter for Oscar and Oscar still still fumbled, right? Because then he says something nice to her. I don't know if you remember what he said. He didn't um, say something nice to her. Oh no, excuse me. He says <laughs> I my my note says say something nice to her because that's oh, okay. what Arnold says that's to her. That's what Oscar. Arnold says to him. Yeah. Thank you. So Arnold says to Oscar, say something nice to her. And then he sighs and he says, you know, Susie. In the moonlight, you can barely see that big stain on your good dress. <laughs> and the thing is, then she says something back. And it's it's basically about the fact that he used her good dress to polish his, his shoes. shoes. Yeah. So, like, of course there's a stain on her good dress because you. it reminds me of the... Actually, I think I told you the story when I had a housemate... Um, after I graduated from Berkeley in 2016, I had a housemate and this was 2017 and she used my good knife. I did tell you this because- Yeah, you, you did tell me that. You had got me that knife. It was like a, it was like a, at the time, I think it was maybe a $40 knife or maybe, maybe excuse me, maybe I got it for myself, but then you sharpened it for me, right? Yeah. And with like your, your stones and um, 
And that girl, this girl, God, golly, she used, she was trying to get rid of her bed frame. And instead of asking me if she could use the knife, which you shouldn't use the knife to as an ax on your bed frame, she just uses it. And so then I go one day and I see that my knife has like a dent on it. And at the time I ate a lot of mango. Uh, I love mango, fresh mango. And so I went to go cut my mango with the knife and mango is orange, you know what I mean? On the inside. And it had a little stripe, like a Charlie Brown like shirt because the way it was dented, cause like it, it, it just on my mango, it was this little stripe, this little line, like it was diagonal and I was so upset because I was like one that was my nice knife you could have I had other knives you could have used used my knife like my chef's knife the knife right. I used to cut everything and then I make sure I try to keep sharpened and all this right um, two you and forty dollars at the time for me and still now is a lot of money to spend on a knife um even though knives matter you know it's important but that's just not something I was used to spending money on um oh, yeah. and Ashley has also taught me you can get a cheaper knife you just sharpen it nice but anyways then I see I like ask her and I'm like girl what happened she's like oh yeah I was trying to uh cut up my bed frame you know it's wood and I used the knife and I was like I like, I think my jaw like dropped, like, and we were just talking in the last episode about exp how expressive my face is. And so I know it wasn't hidden how like shocked and like, I was more than anything, I was angry later, but I was just so confused. Confused because why would you use a chef's knife to cut Dismantle up a bed frame? Like, no dummy, if you're going to, if you're cutting wood, you use a fucking serrated blade. Yes. Why the fuck? Grab a bread knife if you really want to grab something from the kitchen. You uh, sorry, that makes me angry. It made it made me very angry. Um, and I think, and then I think I had said something to her about replacing it, and then she was like, "Yeah, I'll do it" or something. I never did, and so I just, I, God, it just people be tripping. Um. So, anyways, uh, yeah. When so the, the reason I got here is because he used her good dress to polish his shoe. And so I, what I was going to say is it's a cartoon and it's funny because they make things ridiculous, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's some man in this world who is like, I need to polish my shoe. And instead of going and getting a rag or even getting one of his old socks, which would be great for your shoe, you grab her good dress. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, I can even imagine the moment of him just like getting ready to leave or something, right? Yep. And then her dress is sitting there like on the hook. Yep. Like just came from the dry cleaners. Yep. And he goes, Well, I don't need to go anywhere. And just boom. Good to go. It's nice and velvet. Perfect. Yep. Boom. I yep. can see it. I can see it. I can see Oscar is sweaty ass, dirty ass. Ugh. I mean, I know it's messed up to just say somebody looks dirty. But Oscar, he looks dirty. I mean, it's like Linus. Is it Linus? And and yeah, and, uh, yeah. Like he has a, a dirt cloud around him. So mm -hmm. like they animated it to make Oscar look a little dirty. You know, um, it's just unfortunate for the 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 name the the artist whose name Oscar takes. You know, what I mean, the real yeah. life artist. <laughs> because I uh, I don't know if that man was dirty. Um, but so that doesn't work, right? Like him saying nice something nice to her doesn't work. And so then they suggest that they dance, you know? And baby, Oscar has two left feet. And you know, some of us can't dance. Some of us can't, that's okay. But your goal, if you cannot dance, is not to step on your partner's feet. And so she's wearing heels and all you keep hearing is, ow, ow, Oscar, 
ow so much so that they have to get an ice bath so that she could soak her feet while she's still at dinner right um and this is before even dessert has arrived and then dessert arrives and i remember i had never heard of a cherry tart when when i whenever i watched this episode hmm. um but the dessert had arrived and it was two cherry tarts until accidentally arnold being a fourth grader you know uh drops one in the water and so then there's one left and what happens ashley you want to tell us what happens with the one left oh man so Arnold is like, hey, uh, there's one left. And Oscar says, well, we could share it, but it's so small. <laughs> and uh, she's like, well, it's up to you, Oscar. And she's like, well, do you, uh, well, do you want it? And I'm like, not if you want it all for yourself. And he said, okay. And then he eats it. And it's funny because to me, because the tart, it clearly has a um, a, uh, tin, like a metal tin metal yeah. tin underneath mm -hmm. it, and he just swallows it whole. He like pops it in his mouth like yeah. a like an edible quarter. Yeah, it it was unfortunate. It was unfortunate. Oh uh, yeah. Um, so then uh, Susie gets pissed, says you're selfish. You don't think of anybody else but yourself, which is true. True. And then Arnold gets pissed and says. This will never work. You're selfish. You only think about yourself. Yep. And it, at this moment, Oscar suddenly realizes something. And uh, that's when we get the point where uh, Arnold goes into his room and Oscar is packing a suitcase and saying, oh, I got your VCR. Oh, I almost said VCR. Uh, <laughs> your CD player back. Yep. And um, I'm going to be leaving now. Yep. Oh, by the way, I took your suitcase. I knew you wouldn't mind. Well, <laughs> and there's a popular TikTok for a while. The sound, I don't know where it came from, like what, what the original was, but it, it's someone going, is it me? Am I the drama? <laughs> and that's, that's Oscar. That's what he realizes in that moment. But it's still self-pitying, right? Like it's still, it's still even in his leaving, he's putting upon other people. He's using the suitcase. He's doing all this. And it's a good reminder of, of my, for myself and for others that like, we can say all we want. I love this person. I care about this person. And I volunteer inside of a prison. San Quentin and I was just in on Saturday for the first time in months and one of the things that uh, the men were saying we were talking about violence um, and violence we've enacted and violence we've experienced and one of the things they're saying is that like if you really did you know we'll say we're doing something for our family right we'll say we're doing it for our sister for our mother for whoever they were naming mostly women because that's often what it is uh, but also for friends homies and they were like but if you really loved her you know, did you love her when you did the crime that you, and this, these are incarcerated men talking to incarcerated men. Um, so not like someone coming holier than thou, right? Um, it's either incarcerated men talking to an incarcerated man or a formerly incarcerated man talking to incarcerated men. And he's like, did you, did you love your mom when you took the life of that person, right? You know, and that meant that you were going to go to prison and that meant that there was less income, there was less support at home, there's less all of this. Like, did you really, were you thinking about that? And ultimately, most of the time they weren't, right? Uh, and they admit that. That's why they're in this, this, this group, this violence prevention and self-help group. But mm -hmm. it's like, wow, because we'll say, you know, this is something I work on in therapy a lot and something I recognized when I was dating when I was younger. I would say, yeah, I want to spend time with you, but I would but I'm like, but I'm busy, which is true. I, I've led a very busy life. I often have up to three jobs or two jobs in school or whatever. Like I, I do a lot, 
That being, plus I was depressed. That being said, when you want to make the time, you make the time, right? And so like you, you move things around. So if I'm saying, yeah, I want to spend time with you, but it's been a month and a half and I haven't seen you. Now, girl, I, I had, I had some time somewhere in there. I'm, no one's that, well, I, let me not say no one, but I, I've never been that busy that I can't make time for the things I care about, right? And so being inside, you know, one of the things is you have to confront yourself and think about one of the times I've said, and, and obviously I'm making this bigger than Hey Arnold, but one of the times I've said something and one of the times that my action is actually matched what I'm saying, because like, uh, what what matters is not our well our words matter but what matters more in terms of relationships with each other is um, not our having yeah our actions right and so Oscar says you know I love you I, I miss you I whatever but his actions all point to him only caring about himself right um, and and the interesting thing thinking about it is as these men a lot of these men inside the crimes they committed they were very you know um, or the crimes they were charged with right um, they were very young when they happened right and and so they weren't thinking um, they weren't thinking through if I do this uh, and sometimes let me take that back sometimes they were thinking through but they thought through it and still decided even though I do this and it may actually especially if you're involved in gang life that's one of the things they're talking about you're saying oh I'm gonna take out this person because of this right ego uh do you hear her in the back I do but it's okay okay <laughs> she's she's doing what she does um oh now I see her she's oh okay oh. yeah she she's upset about something She's shaking it off. It's because I've been doing this. She wants attention. She'll, we're almost done. She's she's gonna get some loving, um, but but yeah, the thing is like uh, they'll still make the decision. And with gang life, like sometimes you hit you 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 take somebody else out or do something to somebody because they did something to someone in your family or to someone in your um, what do you call it in your in your gang, right? And then what can happen is that gang retaliates, right? And since they can't get you, sometimes they, get they will family. get someone. Yeah. yeah. And so like they were talking about the long, long reaching implications of this, not just for the victim or survivor's family, right? Um, but for your family and all of this. So anyway, to bring it back to, to this, Oscar, even when he's leaving, it's like, you know, like he says, she says, well, where will you like? So he leaves, you know, the attic apartment, attic, attic room. And then Susie sees that he's leaving and she says, well, where will you go? And he says, I don't know, somewhere into the dark abyss I've created for myself. You know, <laughs> like it's even like he's still trying to get sympathy even as he's like leaving, you know, yeah. it's still like, woe is me as if he, you know, it's all this. And then she's like, okay, well, at least let me give you some money. And then he perks up, he says, he says, sure, a couple of fifties would tide me over. Um, and then this is when we get to the line I was talking about where he says, you know, like, actually, no, I can't take the money, you know, um, I will make it on my own, you know, uh, I can't keep taking this money from you. And then we get to the, the back and forth that we love that I'll let Ashley speak to. But one thing I will say is that it really was like a toddler moment because he realized, you know, like kids will do something like they'll say fuck. And then like, you're like, oh my God. And people laugh. They're like, you're not supposed to say it. And so they keep saying fuck, right? Or when kids learn no, they just keep saying no. Like they are in a no stage. Um, and it felt like that. He said the, the magic words. And when he saw her response, positive like positive reinforcement he just kept saying it like a kid and I think that was one of the reasons it stuck with us as a kid because it just was so funny he just kept saying it he just kept saying it yeah um what I did want to mention too is when he leaves uh Arnold's room and goes down to the hallway he actually has a moment where he decides whether or not to actually say bye to Susie 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he decides not to. He doesn't knock on the door, and then he keeps walking. Yes. Um. Obviously, I don't like Oscar, yes. but you can tell there's that moment of growth there. Of no, I'm not going to continue to. I keep wanting to say harass. I'm going to say harass. I'm not going to continue <laughs> to harass this woman. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So basically, it's like Anthony said. They. He found the magic word. He said, you keep the money. And then she stops him before he walks away and says, what did you say? Mm -hmm. You keep the money? Question mark. Oh, Oscar. That is the most most beautiful thing you've ever said. Ever said. The most, like, you actually, what was it? She said it wasn't selfish. She said it was uh, the, the one time you said something that wasn't selfish or something like that. Yeah, she said, oh, Oscar, that's the most beautiful thing you've ever said to me. And they say, you keep the money, money? again. again. <laughs> and then yeah. she said, that's the first time you ever thought of someone else before yourself. You must care about me, which shows how far the bar is below the floor. The bar <laughs> is in hell because that's him saying something. The first time he says something that, you know, she says, that's the first time you ever thought of someone else before yourself. You must care about me because he is so self-centered, right? And potentially, you know, I'm not going to diagnose him, but there are some narcissistic qualities or traits, right? He's so into that, that him even just saying, you keep the money. It's not like he's offering her anything. He's just (laughs) saying, no, you keep your offering. And then she's saying, you must care because you don't do that for anybody. You know what I mean? The implication is you probably don't even do that for your mama, you know, like, and you're doing that for me. So you must care. Oh, you just have trouble showing it. And that's all it took. Yeah. That's all it took took for the shorter, balding, broke, you know, that bar went down onto the other side went into the stratosphere into space flew around a little bit mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> to the point where all of a sudden you don't want to take my money mm-hmm. that means you love me mm-hmm. yeah see that was see that was the hard part of um watching that episode is because it starts off so great yeah like it's a good thing this is wonderful like yeah. you look at this and you wish this would happen for other women. Yep. Yep. Like she, she really was like, I am not going to deal with you anymore. Yep. I'm going to take care of myself, but it's a kid's cartoon. So it doesn't matter. But there is the thing there is by the end of the episode, you know, we talked last week about with cartoons, they always reset, right? Like it's, it's mostly back to the, to the game and sitcoms. Even it's mostly back to, to status quo. That being said, there is growth. And so he probably going to keep doing the same shit, but there might be, you know, the broken clock is, is right twice a day. Right. So maybe, maybe there will be a third time or something. <laughs> maybe he will be right. And you know, so like you're right. And I wish uh, Susie had stuck to her gun and also it's incremental change is not always linear change takes time and when it comes to and if it's about her own stuff and not about him right it's about her own self-worth and love and all that then it's going to take time and I speak from experience you know there's a lot of crap that 
uh, I have put up with and I know you have put up with because like we were getting love or affection or what we thought was love or affection or attention you know what I mean um and it's hard so not only is it a cartoon it's real life because the girlies you know um and not specifically the girlies because the girlies usually is, is in reference to uh trans women but um but women in general um it doesn't always have to be but often um women in general and queer folk uh particularly usually who are femmes or feminized in some way uh do not always get what uh is deserved you know do not always what was our first episode talk to your partners because of the amount of women who don't even be orgasming you know so it's like oh wow yeah. i forgot we talked about that yeah yeah so it's like you know there's there's we want better but the real real life is that shit it's hard sometimes it's because that that person has to want better for themselves and then also take action on it and also have the resources and support to be able to do so and it's hard it is hard because as as we talked about with as i texted you a long essay about love is blind people are lonely you know people are lonely and so a lot of us get into situations that are not necessarily the healthiest because we want companionship you know um and we don't want to die alone but the wild thing is you can have a partner and still die alone you know oh hell yeah totally like, that happens um so yeah i always thought that was silly not wanting to die alone silly in what way because you die why does it matter yeah i mean i don't know i guess i guess i i'm my views of death and stuff like that are worked well, I was realizing too, for years, I don't know if I ever said this to you, but I had said it to friends for years. I was like, I don't want a funeral. Like, I don't like when I die, don't have a funeral for me. Like, because um, I don't want people getting together and being sad that I was like that, you know, I had some impact on their life and now they're sad and they're crying about me. But I recognize like trauma, the way that trauma works often as trauma survivors, we do not want celebrations of life, mm. which also means we don't want celebrations of death. That's why birthdays, anniversaries, holidays are hard for us, right? And that includes a funeral because like I, I basically what I'm saying is don't inconvenience yourself, right? for me right you have to get dressed up and you know go and be sad with other people and it wasn't that I didn't want well part of it I think is that I didn't want people to mourn me because in the back of my head I'm not worth mourning right um and I can recognize now that I am worth mourning and that I am like and people should have an opportunity to process those feelings in whatever way they want to which could also include a funeral right um but in my head I'm like yeah don't do that because like it's I just was it was it was me thinking of me as an inconvenience you know and so it's like I've been to people's funerals whether I knew them well or didn't um so I I'm clearly willing to engage in it in other people but for myself I'm like nah I don't do that you know which is when I look back on it I'm like damn I didn't I really didn't recognize how much I I did not love and value myself and how hard it is and so to your point about dying alone I agree because ultimately you're gonna you're gonna be dead and you can't take your partner with you you know what I mean but the thing is up until your death people don't want to be alone right um people don't want to be experiencing life alone um which I think is also part of the again love is blind one of the issues I was finding is that so many of these people are looking for everything they're looking for a codependent relationship in in a partner right Mm -hmm. and one of the things inside a few weeks uh months ago actually inside San Quentin one of the men was saying is that you don't want a partner you don't want to be 50 50 where you are 50 and your partner completes the other 50 you want to be 100 and they're 100 and together you 200 you know what I mean like right 
you don't you want to be good on your own and that other person just uh makes you better and vice versa you know um like other half is cute and all but like what happens when something happens to that partner right what happens when you're not together anymore what happens when you know all these things so i i completely get your point um and i also understand that one of the reasons we're all so obsessed with like well, i don't want to die alone is because we don't value uh, our platonic and famil familial relationship as much as much and we prioritize our romantic ones right so it's, mm -hmm. if you don't have a romantic partner and or kids depending on your gender class status you know sexuality um all of that then you're a failure your success what did you uh, you're you're not a success what did you do which is bullshit right right um, that's but that's what drives yeah. a lot of it, right? Is like, I don't have an, a romantic partner, so I am not worthy of love, right? Um, but that's not true. It's bullshit. I mean, lately, and it's only just lately, mm -hmm. uh, probably because I get cold. I do miss having somebody like sleeping next to me, just mm -hmm. like holding me. Yeah. But I mean, I miss sex. Yeah. But I don't really, I don't know. I'm not like, feeling for like companionship like romantic like companionship like i mean yeah it's mainly just when i'm sleeping <laughs> and i swear it's because i'm cold yeah yeah <laughs> so uh, i mean i don't know it's funny you talk about the whole funeral thing because i had never really thought about it in that light mm -hmm. honestly for me um you know you saying that you felt as though it would be an inconvenience to have a funeral i just thought it's expensive as fuck why waste the money that's part of the inconvenience thing though, right? You know, it costs that's a lot why to bury somebody. Cremate me. I don't want a grave. Yeah. I don't want a gravestone. I don't want it. That's, that's so much fucking money and it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, but again, my views are different. You know, I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just don't, I, I, I mean, I guess I, I can understand why other people need it. Everyone's different. So people, need to have a place to go and talk to their lost loved ones mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and to me i can talk to my lost loved ones whenever i want yeah for me yeah so that's why i i see that's why i never gave it that much thought uh, as you know thinking of us being an inconvenience yeah honestly yeah, I, I thought of it as, as financial, financially an inconvenience, and then obviously just a time waster. Yeah. Is is what I've always thought. And that's not to knock people that want funerals, because you should if you if you want to have a funeral, you should have one. Yeah. It's just not something that I ever been interested in. So I mean, kudos to the people that I guess won't die alone. And if that makes you happy, then I hope it makes you happy. Yeah. Just yeah. for me personally, I mean, shoot, I'm a weird one. When I get to a point where I can't start, when I can't remember basic shit, like there's a certain point where if I can't take care of myself, I don't want to be around anymore. Like if yeah. I have no idea what's happening, yeah, I don't want any of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe by the time we get older, we will fix that. Mm. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Mm. <laughs> um but i mean that's just you know when i think about the end of life that's if if i can't enjoy life anymore if life doesn't feel meaningful anymore mm -hmm. then we go into a problem now i understand speaking as somebody who 
has attempted suicide, that's a dangerous kind of thing to go on. Yeah. But I mean, I'm at a point now where I do have things to live for in my life, to look forward to, to try and, you know, stay on for. Yeah, yeah. But when it comes to getting older, and I mean real old, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, 80s, 90s, you know, right? Yeah. I, I want to be able to be in control of what I'm doing, but I'm really rambling here. Um, closing thoughts <laughs> on, hey, Arnold, no, I you didn't keep see- the money. <laughs> I didn't see you as rambling, but I, I hear you. I, when I think about the, you know, 80s, depending on how well you're taking care of yourself and, and other things, 80s could be okay, but 90s, 100s, no. No. And 80s, even 80s is asking a lot. But I do know people in their 60s and 70s who are still learning and growing and enjoying. There's just also more pain physically, right, than there was when they were younger. And that's scary. I mean, honestly. Um, So closing thoughts. Um, Wow. Uh, Hey Arnold is really fun. And this is a show I might go back and just watch for fun, you know, like even if we don't watch more episodes on the podcast, um, because it's enjoyable. It brings, it's it's good. It's good spirited versus like Cat Dog, which was funny. Once we had the recognition that it's just them (laughs) fucking with them all all the time. It just was like, really like, it was just kind of sad. I was like, this is, there's enough, there's enough sad shit in the world. I don't need sad shit in my cartoons all the time. I can have it sometimes, but you know, um yeah so closing thoughts um yeah I think you know like I said I know I only know a handful of people who listen to this and I don't think they're all caught up but whenever you listen to this I want to and whenever we you and I re-listen to this I want to remind us all that we're still in a pandemic uh we're still living through a whole lot of horrible things and we are also one of the first generations um in uh so many hundreds of thousands of years to have an awareness of what's happening so much of the time because of the internet um like people with when the printing press came out and all that you had newspapers and so you knew but like we know all of the bad things happening all the time a lot of the time so i just want to remind us to be gentle with ourselves and that's a reminder to self too um a reminder for my therapist all the time to be gentle because this shit's hard you know this shit is hard and um and we really never know what someone else is going through. Um, and uh, But what we do know is what we're going through and no one else really knows that, right? And so like, that means, you know, we gotta, we gotta take care of ourselves the best we can. Ashley and, and I and, and uh, my dad, our dad, we went on a hike, a little hike, a short little hike to get to the beach on uh, Sunday for Ashley's birthday. And one of the things I was saying to her is like, you know, we only get one body, so we got to take care of it the best we can. Um, and it's hard to do, right? Like when I'm really depressed, I don't fucking want to take out my contacts or brush my teeth or eat. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to take care of myself. And I become a burden to myself. Like I have literally said, like, why do I have to feed myself? You know, rather than looking at it as like a gift that I'm able to do, it becomes a chore, right? Um, so as a reminder to future Anthony, future Ashley, um, shit past Anthony and Ashley child aunt and Ash um, and to anyone who listens be gentle with yourself uh, be kind uh, rewind um, and then uh, logistics if you listen 
like, subscribe, rate, all that stuff. Um, and like I said, we are adding a like memes we mentioned in the episode to the end. This this episode we didn't have too many, so it'll be nice and easy. Um, but the last episode we had a lot, um, so we'll be adding that to the end. Um, and if you have thoughts, if you have uh, love, uh, <laughs> and only or questions, and only those three, we do not care if you don't like it. Um, you can contact us at o n d podcast at gmail.com that's o as in only n as in never and d as in dungeons and dragons podcast at gmail.com um did you really just do that yeah yeah um oh my god (laughs) that's all i got that's where i'll end uh and shout out to my sister ashley um for holding it down we uh have had uh, our ups and downs over the years but in the last I don't know, decade, we've really been there for each other, um, you know, and I'm glad, I'm glad we have that because your family's a lottery, you know, you could choose your friends, you don't choose your, your biological, you can choose chosen family, you don't choose your, your, your biological family, so uh, this weekend was a, a especially good reminder, seeing Ashley in person, and my dad in person, and her dogs um, was a good reminder of the blessings that uh, are Ashley uh d williams okay okay that's enough you don't have to keep going that's fine (laughs) (laughs) you can stop right there no more compliments pretty please done i'm done love you (laughs) all right all thanks for listening and i think we'll go ahead and stop it Besides, we gonna have a little time here? No.